And a very good morning to you in the stressless this morning. It's City Manager Eric King. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Appreciate you being in here. This is normally Melanie Keebler's time, but she's the mayor, you're the manager. It all works out. <laughs> it all works out, yes. <laughs> nice to see you. So um, one of the uh, major points that uh, we wanted to cover with you was your budget message. Tell yeah, me about that. Right. So yesterday we actually physically handed the budget binder about 600 pages of lots of numbers and things to both our council, the seven members of council, and then we have a budget committee that's made of seven community members. So that collectively they make up the budget committee. Uh, we will be deliberating on the budget in later in May, but uh, last night was just kind of the kickoff, and I shared some just brief summary uh, summaries of the budget from a revenue perspective. The budget, it's a two-year budget. Uh, our revenues are without any new revenues, just kind of business as usual, about a 5% increase in the first year of the biennium and about a 3% increase in the second year. Um, and it's not keeping pace with uh, costs. Costs are much higher than that. You know, we're all feeling inflation, so it's uh, it's a challenging, uh, calling it kind of a reckoning of of budgets of sorts. So, given the the last couple of years, we've had the advantage of state federal funds coming in, relief COVID relief funds. Those funds have been used and. Um, now we're facing these inflationary pressures like many other folks. And so there's a lot of uncertainty in the market. We're also seeing development activity uh, somewhat level off. Um, uh, and, and, and I think folks are you know, still uh, finding their way in this new economy, too. So folks are struggling. So we need to be sensitive to that. Um, so the budget includes uh, really minimizes any kind of staff increases. I would say the most uh, the, the areas that we are trying to just keep pace with growth are in public safety in our infrastructure core service areas. So there's some staffing increases, uh, pretty minimal, not keeping pace with the population growth, but just some increases to keep um, our calls for service uh, and the demand for service in, in line with our capacity. Um, and and then, you know, we, we always go through a process every two years to, to set goals. And so council goal setting process in January, uh, this budget reflects those goals and the projects that uh, council wants to see accomplished. Um, most of the, the focus really is on housing. So how do we get infrastructure? Um, how do we ensure that we've got an available land supply uh, for housing? So lots of uh, projects aimed at that. And then the, the budget is uh, reflective of, of that as well. So, Okay. From an uh, uh, you know, a ignorant bystander point of view, I look around and I see all this construction going on. Yeah. And I would think on the outside looking in, Things are going gangbusters. You're getting all sorts of property tax base, yeah. you know, and money should just be funneling in. Yeah, you know, I, we get that a lot. And um, the the voters back in the '90s uh, passed what what are what's called Measure Five and Measure Fifty, which restricted uh, property tax rate. So a, a property is assessed; uh, it, the taxes are assessed at a different value than what it's really worth. So even though property values are rising through the roof, that's not the case with tax assessed value. Um, so our general fund, which is kind of a bellwether, and that's where all those property tax revenues go in, they pay for public safety, police and fire, and street maintenance, it's increasing about 5%. Um, so the, the, there's a 3%, you, the, TA, the tax assessed value can automatically go, go up 3% per year, and then any kind of new construction that's happening is accounted for, and that's about 2%. So yes, there's, there's a lot of development activity, but it's not necessarily maybe what you might think of, from a revenue perspective, because there's this huge disconnect between what properties are taxed at versus what they're worth. Okay, appreciate the explanation on that. Um, the meeting last night, uh, uh, a lot of public comment regarding 
the houseless. Yeah. And uh, what sort of comments or feedback are the city getting? What sort of plans does, does the city have? Uh, the comments last night, I think, were centered around Hunnell Road. Uh, so we have folks that have been camping there for, for quite some time. We were working with the county in an effort to try to find alternative locations. Uh, we're not successful there. We are applying for some of the money that is coming from this governor's budget. The or the Office of Emergency Management, there's about $14 million coming to Central Oregon to open up the Rainbow Hotel. Uh, so we have three facilities. That facility we just don't have any operating funds for. And another point in the budget message, we don't have any general fund dollars uh, going towards anything related to houselessness. I mean, it's we've just been able to apply for state and federal grants uh, for those projects. So we're reliant on grants. We don't have an ongoing operational revenue. So anyways, the, there is some efforts underway to increase the capacity in the shelter system. Um, so we, we do need to, you know, status quo on Hunnell is not an option, but we want to make sure that there's capacity for folks because otherwise we're just moving people from one place to the other. So we're trying, trying our best. I think some of the folk comments last night on, around Hunnell is, is there an, uh, would there be an openness to having a parking permitted program there, you know, having a permit or um, that's something, something we would need to, to look into. Uh, I've not seen a lot of success with other communities that have gone down that route, but nonetheless, I think it's, uh, we'll, we'll see if council wants to, um, to pursue something like that. KBNT News has been running a story this morning uh, regarding that $13.9 million coming from the state. Uh, COIC is going to be handling the where that Correct. goes to, the kind yeah. of the, the clearinghouse for that. But the deadline is Monday. Yeah. So, Get it in. Has yeah. the city already made application? Uh, I think our application, they were working on it yesterday. It should be in by Friday before the deadline, yeah. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's a lot of folks that want a piece of that pie, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, crisis response. We were talking a little bit about that uh, beforehand. That's something that May 1st, Monday, just went into effect. It, explain what that is. Yeah, the, the county, um, through their public health department and behavioral health specifically, they have set up a mobile crisis assessment team or MCAT is what it's called. Um, and it's been kind of built in the in the works for the last couple of years. Uh, City is a contributor to that. Um, a big part of it is funding from the state. In fact, the legislature really wanted to see all cities in Oregon move towards a model of not, not uh, responding to somebody in a, that is in a mental health crisis, um, really having somebody that's not just a police officer, especially if there's not immediate danger or harm, if, you know, there might be a better model. So uh, that model, as you said, began the deploying folks on May 1st. And so if somebody calls into 911 and there's, they meet certain criteria, um, they can be dispatched directly. Usually, typically was somebody calls 911 and police are, are there. Um, this allows for the that first uh, that, that first responder to really be somebody that's trained in mental health. Um, so the uh, police and sheriff's office are great with this because number one, it lets them stretch their personnel that mm-hmm. they've got, and yet these this crisis management team are they they're city employed and they're available to who? Yeah, and, uh, actually they're county. They're they work the for county. the county department, um, and they they are available uh, countywide. Uh, to be to be deployed, so they're they're a unit within the county's uh, behavior health team. Not coming out of the sheriff's budget, not coming out of the Bend Police Department's no, budget. No, we used a, I think it was about three hundred thousand dollars of some ARPA funds, the American Rescue Plan Act, to help uh, to help contribute towards the program. But that it, it's it's much the, the the funding is. I think the majority of the funding is from state resources. How long is that funding going to last? Um, you know, I, th- I think the funding is. Uh, 
fairly stable at this point, at least in the next couple of years. Um, so, and I think we're continuing to have conversations with the county how do we support it. I think we need to, to make sure it's working mm-hmm. well. Um, but, but yeah, the intent is to take a little bit of load off of our law enforcement officers that, um, you know, we try to get the right resource to the right call. May 16th is the ballot. Any money issues from the city on that ballot? Uh, the city has the city and the rural district has a fire levy. Uh, so part of the challenge that I just talked about before with our property taxes um, affects our public safety. So we have uh, because of those limits, our our costs for public safety or demand for services are outpacing the revenue that we're receiving. Uh, we have uh, the, the way that our permanent rate is frozen because of those measures in the 90s. So we can't change our permanent tax rate. But what we can a- do is ask voters uh, for operating levies. They're five-year levies. They, so they, they once they expire, you have to go out and renew. And the, the point is behind those measures is to demonstrate the need for that service. That, that was the intent. So uh, the renewal of that levy, this will be the third time that we would renew that levy is up this May, um, and it's uh, it's both in the rural district and the city because our fire uh, and EMT personnel provide that service more th- to this both the urban and rural areas uh, in Bend, um, and it would help us provide services as we grow uh, and add some teams uh, to account for that growth and keep our response times low. And we'll see where that goes on May 16th. Eric King, City Manager, City of Bend. Thanks so much. Thank you. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND.